It is the first Tuesday edition of the PFF Daily Betting Forecast, and this is this is the dream team you never knew you needed in your life. It's uh, George and Ben. We have had a few betting conversations. Some have happened in Vegas very early in the morning. Um, some have happened over Slack. They've all been really good, and I'm excited to finally have one on a podcast, albeit we're at halftime of the Tennessee Titans game right now. I have the Titans in the Super Contest. They've missed two kicks. Steven Goskowski's taking my soul. So I need this to take my mind off of it. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm ready to talk you off the edge here a little bit, George. Good. So I definitely Good. feel you. I know. I remember vaguely remember the few conversations in Vegas, but all the other ones I can definitely speak highly of at this point. So I'm we, excited to get going. Here. We will not tell the story of Eric Eager. <laughs> in las vegas attempting to sign up for the super contest at some point we'll put that up for auction but here's yeah. what we're going to do we are going to go through early look headlines for next week and we're just going to pick some off that we like and discuss them very briefly and the goal is to be done in about 15 minutes by the way that we haven't seen what green line has yet but you can if you're listening to this tomorrow um go to pff.com i'll give you i'll tell you a little secret here the kickoff 30 promo supposed to expire last night. I'm going to leave it on for you guys. You guys only. No other podcast coming out tomorrow. Okay? So you're the only ones that know about this. So you guys get 30% off. You're welcome. Your first game that you are interested in, Ben, is what? I mean, I'm intrigued by the Cincinnati-Cleveland game, of course. It opened up, you know, months ago basically at cleveland minus eight obviously we saw what happened week one i can't believe um i don't think there was anybody higher than i was on cincinnati this off season so i've been i haven't been that emotionally distraught over a loss since i think i'm uh, right here i'm right here i know i know i mean i I know the super contest it was just it was tough i just i I can see cincinnati (laughs) the stadium from my window right here i'm looking at it right now i've been watching Joe Burrow throw seeds all offseason. That game was absolutely brutal because Burrow just didn't have a shot. And this is what worries me about this game. So I get, I thought it would be five and a half. It's six right now. Right. Uh, at least I, what I see on Bet Online. And Joe Burrow, with that offensive line looked so bad for so much of the game. And what always happens is eventually the de- the defensive line gets tired. They get taken out of it. You run up tempo and he gets throws off. And then he looked really good. Do you think that they can stay in it? Because Miles Garrett, Olivier Vernon, they're good. They'll take advantage of right, it. Right, right. Do you think they can stay in it long enough? Because if so, I am really tempted. I just think Burrow's better than Mayfield right now. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Burrow's better than Mayfield, but I also think that Cleveland Browns defensive line is probably better than what the Chargers put forth on Sunday. I don't know. That that was kind of my takeaway from this game. Like, as much as I like Cincinnati in the offseason, I wasn't necessarily sure that Cincinnati, I mean, I think Cincinnati should have won the game, but I'm not sure that it was so much what Cincinnati did as opposed to how bad I think the Chargers actually Chargers might suck. be. So okay. I think that could be, you know, part of so, the problem, I so think. He, so are you going no, no, uh, no pick on this? You're not going to bet this game? I th- honestly think that we actually continue to see this line move. Um, 
this was going to be my question for you at this point. I do think this line probably moves down to minus five, like you, you mentioned, so? maybe even minus four and a half. I don't think there's a lot of a lot of huh. resistance at that point. So I do think we probably see it at minus four, minus four and a half, wow. even by Thursday. Really? I'm wondering at that point, do you think Greenland's going to be on this the Browns team? Because at that this point, Man. I my so big thing with betting. My big thing with betting is I hate selling teams at their absolute low. Yes. I don't know if this is necessarily rock bottom for Cleveland, but if it if it gets any worse, it's going to be like a fucking dumpster fight. Let me tell you Cleveland, something. So. Let me tell you something about uh, the Ravens. They are a hell of a lot better than Cincinnati. Yes, that is <laughs> and true. And the Ravens have torched the living shit out of teams in Week One. I know we're going on and on about this game, but they have right. blown up teams in Week One. Um, so I, if it goes down, I actually don't think it will move that way. I, I was surprised that it moved already. Cause I mean, it did cross minus seven. I guess my point with that is we already saw the market direction. It's crossed through the key numbers to the yeah. downside. So I don't really see anything else kind of holding it up Man. before it kind of moves if, to if minus four down and four and a half. I think that's a buy for the Browns at that I'm point, right? Like, that was my that was my Man. initial thing. And I can't touch either team at minus six. Yeah. And I know it's not that key of a number, but I think I think you're going to see some players come in here onto the brown side at some point. I do think it's probably moved, you know, through seven, which is obviously very significant. I think if it moves any further, we're definitely going to see some Browns action, which I think is probably going to end up being, uh, I don't know about the right side, but the yeah. side that has the majority of the action on. So we'll Odell see. would like to see some brown action. He needs some brown action. At we're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the Chargers sucking. So this was a game this was the game eric and i talked about this on the forecast deliriously uh we're recording this on monday night deliriously last night on sunday night and um by the way if you don't listen to the sunday night forecast don't listen to any it's others a just listen it's to a that must. it's it, a must it's a fucking riot i don't even remember <laughs> what i talked about um this was the game that i was off by the most because i think the chargers blow right bad really really bad I think Kansas City should be close to a two-touchdown favorite in Los Angeles. Are yeah, you I kidding mean, me? Yeah. They're, they're I'm with, I'm with you on rest. that. I mean, so let me, let me think about this. Every Patrick Mahomes is not 45. He's on social media. He sees these things. <laughs> he is the best player in the NFL. Aaron Donald, you want to debate that, whatever. He sees Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, top three in the MVP right now. You know what he's going to do? He is going to light up the Los Angeles Chargers. It's eight and a half right now. When we talked about it last night, I think it was like six and a half, seven. It just yeah. steamed out to eight and a half. I don't care. That's still too low. Yeah. I mean, it did seem out past seven. I think I think it happened sometime after the Chargers game. That So I think you are right mm -hmm. on that. I don't know. So my play, I actually do think there is a pretty good play on this team. And I thought you guys, when I was listening to the forecast, I thought you guys were going to nail it. I do think that Eric's love probably crowded his judgment. I do know that he is absolutely in love with teasers at this yes, point. So he, he is um, a tease machine. He's a tease machine, which I know that the, basically the pricing at this point is really difficult. I remember coming, to coming across teasers back in college long teasers there was this guy on uh, two plus i thought two you were going somewhere form. else with that somewhere completely different yeah <laughs> no, so there's this guy yeah there's was this guy on two plus two. on sports yeah so i used to be um 
pretty involved in the online poker scene and there was a forum on two plus two a sports betting forum and i would just frequent it once in a while coming across trying to find some bets and there was this guy named dollman or dollyman or something and he talked about these wong teasers from this mm-hmm. guy stanford wong's <laughs> book basically of sharp sports betting which is essentially you know like the super system of or yep. bible or whatever for sports betting but um by the way if you haven't checked that out you should you should, yeah. But he basically came across and, you know, ran all the numbers and everything and came out that, you know, if you're crossing certain numbers with these teasers, they're actually a really profitable play. Yep. And he basically and mapped this, it out in his book. Um, they're which is kind begging of you to tease this game. Yeah, basically. So at, at that eight and a half point, I really want to tease it. And I think, you know, Eric's Teddy love kind of crowded it. But I think if we can maybe get Tampa Bay down to minus eight and a half. If not, I think still at nine, I do think that they're kind of that other play in that hmm. teaser at this point. I don't think you guys necessarily touched. On I have that, another I one. I thought you were going to go on forecast. Okay, so. here's the thing. So I'm all about the teasers as well. By the way, in college <laughs> was where my buddy John G and I started uh, betting together. And uh, we would do it like drunkenly Saturday night as a pregame thing. <laughs> that was our pregame ritual. We decide in our games, feel really confident about them, go out. We actually did really well. I, I have no idea how. But um, there was where we discovered the love of teasers. And I have it. So I have a teaser in mind. I'm going to let you go to your next game, though. My next game? I mean... I feel like I might be stealing your thunder a little bit here, but going back to that thing where I don't really like to be buying teams, or I don't really want to be selling teams on their low, mm-hmm. I do still want to be selling the Jets. So I actually like uh, 49ers in this game. I do think six and a half is probably a definitely playable number. I don't see it getting out to seven. So I feel like there's going to be value on that number out to six and a half. So that's kind of where I'm at. I do think Green Line's actually going to be in line with that line of thinking too. So we'll see. But that's How kind of my 49ers play. How worried are you about um, about the Niners receivers? I, you know, Kittle hurt. Th- Kittle, is, so he's questionable, right? At this point, if I mean, Kittle if anybody's playing, playing, Kittle's playing, right? Yes, but if he's not playing, then I am their best option. Yeah, basically, you're gonna have to go out there at this point. I mean, I'm ready. You, but you right, look ready. That, that would that would worry me a little bit. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is basically the one side of it. And I don't think you're really going to get that injury news situation till Sunday morning. So maybe it's not a viable play until this point. But I didn't necessarily watch the Jets game, but they are by far the worst team in the NFL at this point. So I think just targeting them from that perspective is probably going to be a valuable play here early in the season until the betting market catches on. And I do think you're kind of buying low on the 49ers a little bit just with, um, and I don't think they had like a terrible performance. I think like what you said, basically, it kind of comes down to a lack of playmakers um, no one at the wide receiver positions, right? I mean, like no one can clear out for Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, most starts basically running 82 yards downfield or whatever wide open. So that's, Here, I mean, that's their best receiver at this point, really, if Kittle's so, out. So that's kind of the, that is the worry. But I do still think you're buying into the 49ers at this point. I don't think, I don't think Sam Darnold's going to get it done even at New York. You uh, you pegged it exactly. This was where I was going with it. I expect this to get out to seven and a half, and uh, I'm here to tease this all, all the way down to a half point or to one if it stays at seven or if it's six and a half, because the Jets suck. Right. This is all about fading the Jets. Who I I said, look, everyone thinks the Jags are going to tank. They may try and tank, and the Jets are still going to be worse. The Jets suck, um, yeah. and the Niners. What would worry me is that they can't get guys open. But here's the thing. We talk about this a lot. 
running the football doesn't really matter unless you're so much better <laughs> than the other team that you can just run over them. And that's what the Niners could do with the Jets. Like they are going to come in and just run over the Jets. The Jets are a, a disaster. Right. Um, so I like that one. Let me give you my next one here, which is uh, the team that the Niners actually played. And I, I'm all on board with this idea of, okay, it's week one. We haven't seen football in what feels like forever, even though the season started on time. We're going to overreact to good performances. The Arizona Cardinals, I actually didn't think had that great of a performance. No. But I'm torn because the Redskins also, or sorry, the football team also won. So I, I've been high on the football team. They're getting seven in Arizona. I want to be on the football team again. Do you think that this number is artificially low because the football team won? Or is it being held up by the Cardinals uh, victory over the Super Bowl? Uh, participant Niners. I think it's much more to do with the Arizona side actually pulling off the upset for San Francisco. I don't think anybody's necessarily buying into Washington after the week one performance. I think a lot of people are probably going to label that, you know, injury specific beating basically by Philadelphia who had, you know, three fifths of their offensive line out, you know, mm -hmm. not very many healthy receivers at that point. So not pretty, not pretty. I don't, but I, I think, I think that shows more how bad Philadelphia is going to be. And they've kind of been a team that has been a fade in the offseason. I don't think that's going to stop at any point here. So, I mean, that's why I bet the, the Washington over. That was my right. fade of Philly. And right. it, can't, it looks beautiful right now. I'm right. I mean, the NFC East looks, Yeah, the NFC East looks bad right Dude. now. So it's going to be uh, interesting. But we'll see. I mean, what do you think of Dallas at this okay. point then? Okay, so the line as I see it right now is five. Yep, that's they're, what I got here. They've got the Falcons at home. And, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this. I swore I would not bet the Falcons last week, <laughs> and it, it paid off. And I wasn't that tempted because Russell Wilson is fantastic. He's a freak. He was, yeah. he was fantastic. And I, I'm all on board with the Seahawks. I thought they – I. Pick and go I mean, they, they're your Super Bowl pick, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking like a genius for one week, right? Which is one more week than I looked like a genius last last year. So I'll take it. <laughs> I am very tempted, very tempted to take my Falcons getting five yeah. in Dallas. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I w I have like buyer's remorse at this point because I feel like I really would have liked to get them at seven before the game. I feel like there's a lot of things kind of working towards recency bias, but which is kind of interesting because Dallas looked probably worse than Atlanta did in some ways. I think Atlanta had a little bit of the garbage time action, mm -hmm. you know, coming in that actually made it a little bit closer of a game with Seattle. But I think if Seattle's as good as we think they are, which you've, you know, labeled in the offseason as being essentially your sneaky Super Bowl contender, then I do kind of like Atlanta going into Dallas with what they showed here in week one, basically. But I do think that um, the line has moved more in an adjustment for how bad Dallas has been than what it should actually be reflecting on with the Falcons at this point. So, so the highest graded quarterback in the NFC South is whom? <laughs> it's Matty Ice. It's got to be Matty Ice, you know. The best receiving duo in the NFC South. I mean, in the NFL, maybe. Yeah. Everyone loves the Dallas offense. Dude, right. Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. There's not a person in Texas that right. is covering those dudes. So right. if you tell me, you know, this is in Atlanta, 
and Mike Tirico said this on our podcast, like, those guys love Dan Quinn. They realize it's probably the end of the road for this guy. Like he's got to like show something, man. That, yeah. I think this is going to be a dog fight. Um, I think both defenses kind of suck. And, um, you know, the, man, the Cowboys offense just – they didn't give Dak – it was so funny. The Rams gave Jared Goff a million easy gimmies. Right. And the Cowboys gave Dak nothing. Like, he, you just drop him back. He's like, man, make it happen. Right. Yeah. So – I mean, uh, it's – I would probably be buying into Atlanta at that point too. I do think – obviously, you didn't get the best number at at this point, but I do think it's definitely still – probably is going to hold value this i am curious where green line is going to land on it though that's kind of look i've built enough spot. of it that i can tell you where it's going to be I'm kidding um this is what happens by the way on two hours of sleep uh on a monday night we convince ourselves that the falcons are the right play now we just uh, got to lock it in now we got to lock it in so <laughs> give me give me another one because i kind of i pigeonholed you i mean i feel feel i don't know i i do i've um, this is more a play on how I view New England than how I actually view Seattle, which Ooh. I do really like Seattle. But yeah, I think New England, I think New England's super overvalued at this in this market mm. right now in general. I've kind of been fading them all off season. I really didn't want them to cover Week One against the Dolphins. Of course, they did. They had the late interception in the end zone when Fitz Magic was trying to do whatever Fitz Magic does. So um, it's called, in that it's regard, called the, if come they, through the back door, baby. Yeah, basically. That's all I asked of him, and he couldn't even do it for me week Man. one, basically. But I, I think I think fading New England's still the right play here early in the season. I know people really like Cam um, in that offense, but I don't think they're going to be able to keep pace with Seattle if they keep up this run-pass split that they had in week one at this point. So I think if they're going to continue to let Russ, Russ cook, it could be you know another multi-touchdown blowout performance for seattle coming up here on sunday night so i'm looking forward to it what do you what are your thoughts on that game Man, you and eric feel very similarly <laughs> about this game and this is me hedging emotionally i think a little bit because i do yeah. feel the seahawks are very good um there is something to belichick and cam newton that i'm not sure i want to bet against right now and it's like the unknown, basically. Is that what you're exactly. kind of describing? That, that, you pegged it perfectly because Peter King said, look, I, they're the team that I cannot get anything out of. And if Peter King can't get anything on that team, I mean, he's had stuff on the Patriots all, you know, every year that I can remember. That means that they're in this weird kind of zone. And um, so... I want to fade the Patriots because they don't have a single human being aside from Julian Edelman that should be playing, you know, on a football field at receiver. Right. And um, I, here's the thing: if you said, "Hey, it's the Sunday night game," are you going to bet on it? I would say yes. <laughs> and you're like, "Okay, who are you going to bet on?" Well, I'm not betting against Russell Wilson, so I, I, I think I'm with you there. I think um, you got to be. Let me give you one real quick for you to react because I am. This is another team that I'm all in on. And they lost in week one. The Detroit Lions are getting five and a half in Green Bay. Yeah. I definitely felt that loss with you in week one yes, a little bit. You. I mean, Green Bay looked absolutely dying. I actually watched the majority of the game being from Minnesota. I just had it on, you know, in the background, basically, um, with the family a little bit. So, uh, 
man, Detroit really let me down in week one. Yes. So I don't even know if I can go back to the wall. I'm but, either I'm either buying into Green Bay. That. I know, I know. I'm I know. And that's that is very true because I would be basically going against like my number one rule of yep. buying high on the Green Bay Packers, yes. which I don't think they're gonna get much higher, or buying low on Detroit, who should have won that game in my definition of it so yes. i don't know six six it actually dropped a half point basically from what i was seeing um in the preseason for that line so this seems to be something within the market that didn't necessarily buy fully into the packers or maybe they saw a little bit more that they actually liked in detroit so i don't know if i if i actually was forced to bet on this game i would probably still just take the public side and go with the packers but i feel like that's probably going to be the wrong decision come sunday afternoon so okay I'm waiting for the hype train to continue for Green Bay. <laughs> and if it just crosses, if it just gets to six, um, and I see the five and a half, but man. Yeah, I see some rogue five and a half, and I see some sixes now too. So. Uh, yeah, it's minus 115. So at six, I am here with the Lions. I, I am. I, the, the Viking, this is another situation where the pack, we thought the Packers were going to destroy the Vikings because the Vikings right. suck. Right. So I'm here to ride with the Lions. All right. That was uh, 20 minutes of fire and fury. And remember, I, I'm hooking you guys up. You're the only ones that know about the kickoff 30 promo being still alive for you guys. So you're welcome, Ben. This was fun. Uh, at this point right now, Ryan Tannehill has just thrown what appears to be an interception. Oh, my God. So it looks like it looks like Margarita <laughs> Numero Trace is uh, it's coming it's, up. It's in line for me and my sleep deprived self. Ben, you take care of yourself and uh, I look forward to doing this every week with you, buddy.